Dancing. Hey there. Welcome to the podcast. This is Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Well done. That Father fantastic. Mike, Father John. Fantastic introduction. I like it. Nice and plain and boring and regular. <laughs> no, I've, been, I've been working on it. I'm See, I, I practice that every night. Sorry, I'm awkwardly adjusting this microphone here. Well, welcome to the podcast. Father John, Father Mike here in Rome. Snowy Rome. Oh, yeah. Not anymore. A week ago. A week ago. Whoa, it, how I mean, crazy amazing, was that, though? Amazing. How, I mean, that really, was... it's like a dream come true. Whenever I got so giddy, everybody was like, uh, you know, but the, the, the word you you hear, it's going to snow. It's going to snow in the next few days. Oh, yeah. And you just can't believe it because it's always drizzly and it's actually kind of warm. And um, it, it only snows in Rome like... Once every five years, six years, something like that. Yeah, you've been here for forty years. So, how long have you? Uh, how often have you seen? Snow? Yeah, I've seen snow a few times here, but actually, this one I had this great goal of I want to see the Pantheon with that hole in the roof, and have you know with the snow coming down. Yeah, and sure enough, we got in. We got over there, and this guy was not sure if he wanted to have the doors open. And yeah, that was a funny situation. It was, about, us out. it was about eight o'clock in the morning. It was still snowing pretty hard, and uh, we ran over to the Pantheon. And he had the door kind of open, but was booting people out. But we kind of just, you, yeah. know, you know how Italy works. There's not really rules or anything. So you just kind of We got in there. Go like in the others. There were others yeah. doing the same. But uh, yeah, that was kind of random. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He he seemed rather undecided about what he wanted. What but he was going to do. The thing is, the Romans are panicky. Mm-hmm. They just don't know what to do with the snow. Everything's just like, really confusing. Is this a snow day? Is uh, is everything closed? The church? Yeah. The bar well everything was closed except for the library which is just down the hall from us so doctoral students yeah well we did get out we got out and we had we had fun i you know it made all this international news the snow in rome and i saw some clips of seminarians throwing snowballs in the in the uh, piazza Uh like uh at saint peter's Steve Sayah told me he was in Rome last time it snowed. That must have been 2012 or 11, something like that. And he said, mm-hmm. he advised me, don't throw snowballs in nuns' faces. They don't like it. They don't like he it. Just, I guess he just blasted one, and he was just in a moment of sheer joy. I guess, yeah. I mean, you have to her. be. But our swore downstairs here, she got real feisty and started throwing back. Yeah, the, the Polish, Polish sisters. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. was having fun too. I mean, great. everybody was just bouncing. It around. was amazing. It was like everybody the most joyful place. And everything. Yeah. It was, oh, it was yeah. fun. That was really fun. Yeah, it was a. It was and a it was a lot of snow. No, yeah. I mean it's like you, you don't expect if it's gonna if it's gonna snow, it's just gonna be a little bit or whatever. But this was significant. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a substantial. And uh, my parents are coming tonight. They're actually flying uh, this evening in the States. Oh, yeah, that's exciting. Tomorrow. But they were asking me, what do we dress like? What's the weather like? And I was like, it is so cra- crazy right now. Because it was like 60 two days after that. Yeah. yeah. And then I mean, it's, it's been raining crazy warm. for the last couple of days. Today it was cold and rainy. So we've been in kind of the melancholic, rainy yeah. few days here. And so I think it's just kind of like, I, I said, I don't know what to tell you. It's just wild. make sure that they bring stuff for rain because... You know, we didn't come from the rain culture. No. I didn't know about umbrellas. I no. still am trying to figure out how that works. I know. But I know, I know that you're supposed to use one so you don't right. get wet. You're supposed to carry one just in case. Yeah, you carry it. Exactly. But there are a million people on the streets ready to sell you one just in case you... Uh... I, 
I was wondering why I was feeling weird today. It's probably the weather, but it was also, I had this really creepy dream where I was, uh, <laughs> I was in the wax museum, but I was a wax <laughs> statue. <laughs> and then I was looking out the window because the window faces the street. And then I was the wax statue in inside. And then I was lo- looking out at myself who was, uh, the tourist in Rome, looking at me as the wax <laughs> statue. Do you see the picture? I yeah, mean, that's a very strange. That's a very strange. I had to dream. go this morning over to the wax museum just to just like, to make sure get my bearings and feel yeah, yeah like, like, make sure the, I'm not in there. Am I in there? That is the creepiest thing ever. I bet. A wax museum. I only walked past it, but I mean, I, have you seen those things? No, I yeah, that that creeps me you out. Got Michelangelo over I there. Think you I got can Einstein. Do. You got the John Pope. Paul. I don't think I can do wax no, museum. They're no, they're weird. Yeah. Well, dreams in general are weird. I don't know if it's because we're in our heads all day and dreams just like magnify. Yeah. They get so vivid. But I told you about the one you and I were hanging out with Archbishop and relaxing we were back in denver and everything was great and then i got this idea in my head that i was going to show him this youtube video that global showed us about this guy experiencing a very horrible hangover talking through a baby's head oh yeah it's the baby one which is really funny but some reason in the dream i decided we're going to show archbishop this and he got so upset and he threw us out of his house oh i woke up in the morning like it took me like an hour to figure out like did that happen? Like, am I in trouble? Am I in, do I need to write him and apologize for showing him that really dumb video? But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, well, we're just jamming over here. That's what uh, Coop's buddy always says, jamming when he's going hard. Gangbusters, that's Jam- the other one. Gangbusters? Who says these things? Brian Fisher always says, we're going gangbusters. Oh. And I was like, I don't even know what that means, but he says, we're just going gangbusters. So that's what it's been. Gang- get, what was your other one? Jamming? Jamming. Slamming? Jamming. It's a lot of, yeah. A lot of this, these Minnesotans around us, you know. So, all right, he's on the move here. He's going for more tea. I, uh, yeah, so the the rain has been kind of strange. The moods have been kind of strange. The work is always strange. But I'm, uh, you know what, we're going to Lourdes this weekend with my parents, and we're going to go on a little pilgrimage, and um, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Our Lady, we got a new feast. I was going to do that topic. Are you doing that topic? All right, I'll do it at some point, maybe in May. We when we're an, celebrating you could tell it. them at least. Announce on it Saturday, then... the Pope announced that there's a new feast for Mary, Mother of the Church. Yay! Which is very exciting because in 1963, Paul VI uh, declared Mary as Mother of the Church, and it's a very significant move. It sounds kind of like whatever. Father John, happy you're excited about that, but it's 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 important. And, Probably shouldn't go into it right now, but yeah, uh, it's big for the church. I mean, it's good, it's big for Father John. Monday he after Pentecost, this stuff yeah, all the I study time. this stuff. So Monday after Pentecost is going to be the feast, and um, I'm very excited about that. So in our it's little the Monday after. World. See, uh, this is was uh, this is the part I didn't understand. Every time a feast is around a weekend, the Catholics are all trying to get it combined, right? So that you don't have to go to one or the other right. or something like that. So I didn't like the idea of Monday. Why didn't well, they do like a, a Sunday? Yeah, this is a, a kind of a low guy still. It's just a memorial. Okay. Obligatory memorial. So we'll celebrate it, but most people, it's not like yeah, it's obligation. Not obligation. Like okay. Yeah, so um, I think it's connected to Pentecost because Mary is, you know, at the end of Pentecost kind of ends the whole, the kind of the, I don't know, the whole chapter of salvation history and begins the church. And so it's like the first moment we're celebrating 
that Mary is not just a member of the church, but she's the, actually the mother of the church because the church is the body of Christ. Yeah. She's the mother and of God. And she's there yeah. at Pentecost. So Praying in, of, but as the mother. It's almost a Marian kind of feast. Mm-hmm. It will be a day to celebrate. Coop, we were with our students tonight, and Coop was making fun of me because he like um, he's like, oh, I'm sure Father John will plan a big party for himself and celebrate Our Lady with you because last year I had him over for my ordination anniversary. And then it so happened. Oh, the, I remember it that. It so happened that All the Ber- Bernardi reunion here. in August fell on my birthday, which was not planned. But now it's just like the world's greatest narcissist planning everything like around himself. That's all so. right. You can have like two or three parties a year for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I just passed over my six month birthday. Does anybody celebrate that? I was like, yeah, that'd be kind of lame to uh, throw another party. But six months. See, I don't even think like that. Even on my birthday, birthday, the once a year thing. I thought, actually, I thought to myself, you only have six months left of your early 30s, and it's over. Oh, really? So yeah, you're turning 35 in a week, bro. I mean, bro. this is a week. Yeah. Woo! You're, so Father Mike turns 35. Good night, 35? I know, 35, is. it does sound old. Like, oh, 40's coming. I That's don't, why do we count? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I'm starting to feel it, man. I... I've uh, gotten back into running and exercise and everything, yeah. and my body just hates me these days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know where it went. It just goes real fast. I've got a new uh, appreciation for these like seventy-year-old guys you see at like twenty-four-hour fitness, just like oh yeah, going gangbusters. You know, they, they just jamming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting old. So Father Mike turns thirty-five in uh, March, and then Father Nathan thirty-five in April, and then I'm the last of the eighty-three. Babies. 1983. But I'm no longer the Yugen. Well, but now I didn't we know there was a category of young 30s or what did you call it? I don't know. I was just being dumb. I don't know. It's just depressing. That's all. I don't know. Getting well, old. I'm not thinking about that. You're not because you're sitting in the so, library writing your dissertation. I'm trying to relate to 21-year-olds. I'm 15 years older than a sophomore in college now. I'm like, how did this happen? And uh, I'm just dropping random pop like, uh, this is us. Do you know this show? Have you watched this? No. This is like my mom was raving about it. So, And all the girls were like, oh, my God, season four, uh, episode four is so sad. So try and pretend like we're still relevant. What is it? Relevant. You, you watch this thing? No. <laughs> oh, okay. I just, my mom mentioned it. I thought you were trying to, like, starting to watch this rom-com so that you could keep up with the kids. I've only watched two movies in the last, I think, three years. One of them was in a tent watching the, old, the Bond movie in Scotland oh, yeah. with you. Yeah, that yeah. was definitely worth it. Uh, Skyfall. Skyfall, and then watching Wedding Singer with Goebel and Becca, her last movie ever, definitely not worth it. I think we talked about that last time. So we don't do a lot of pop culture over here, um, but yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, you have to figure out other things to relate on. So, well, okay. Uh, what about uh, so who's who's get vying for topic then? Because you right said now? something about Lords, and I'm doing Our Lady. Well, why don't you go, well, they're both going to be published, but I have no, I'm in no, no rush. Well, I'm in, I'm in no rush either. I like your... Square off. I like how relaxed we are right now. Pretty relaxed. Uh, it's just okay. so chill. Well, well, no, I'll do, I'll do it then. Huh? You want to go? Okay. Is that all right? I just, I guess if you want to go first, that's fine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Narcissist. Um, now, okay, so I was just going to, I don't know, take it pretty... Take it easy. 
Uh, I've been kind of getting technical and real heady and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was just happy to go and do a little bit of research looking at these different uh, stories of apparitions. You know, we're, so we're going to Lourdes this weekend, uh. and I figure, you know, there's some, there's some uh, apparitions going on all the time. Are you doing you know? magic, are you? No, I'm not. I know. I, we did just talk about this the other day, and I, th- I mean, I think it's certainly worth doing, but I don't, didn't want to do that right now. No. Um, I wanted to do... I'll let you take that topic. Other, other apparitions. Um, yeah, it's just like there's... People kind of like look at Catholics and say, oh, they're like the demon people, you know, mm-hmm. like from the outside. They're, yeah. they, they're like aware of the spiritual world or like priests deal with exorcisms and stuff. Like people get really intrigued by that stuff. Um, but you could, you could, I suppose, have a false impression of it's all like dark, the invisible spiritual world or something. Maybe Dan Brown or somebody, maybe the movies are like that. Um, but there's always like, these kind of cool phenomena, all these stories about saints appearing to people and doing nice things and um, angels and, um, in this case, Mary coming uh, coming to people and just, like, being motherly and um, kind of encouraging them in their lives. So I wanted to mention a number of less-known um, apparitions. Immensely of, uplifting news is what of our saying. Of Our Lady. So, I mean, you know Lords and Fatima and... Um, our Lady Guadalupe and some of these kind of major things. Yeah, immensely uplifting. In the words of Jake the Rattlesnake. Do you remember Jake? Yeah, I remember Jake. Great guy. That's my cousin, His Jake cousin. the Rattlesnake. He's also a, a really wicked uh, <laughs> nunchucker. Is he really? I mean, I didn't know about this, but a lot of times this summer when when uh, my sister was getting married, these cousins were just... Throwing nunchucks. Doing nunchucks and recording it to put it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the only the last time one of the dumber things I've ever seen. The but. last time I saw nunchucks, it was Zach Eckert. We were camping, and Zach had these nunchucks. Where do where do people find nunchucks? But like, and I'm I have this huge eight man tent that's <laughs> set up, and they're throwing nunchucks at the tree next to the tent, and I'm like, guys. Can you not throw nunchucks next to the tree? They're next to the tent. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We got it. We got it. Next throw. He misses the tree. It just goes boom, right through the <laughs> the entire tent. Oh, no. And I was like, I'm going to kill you. So he took it and had it all stitched up. But nunchucks and tents are not a good he idea. He just ripped the tent It up? just literally went boom, 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 right through the Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyways, that nunchucks. The Jake the Rattlesnake. Oh, okay, Back so. on topic. So, uh, speaking of snow in Rome... Jake appeared to who? Oh, sorry. At one point, that would be positive encouraging. The uh, At one point, there was um, a request, I think like mystical request, to build a church for Mary. Or maybe people just wanted to, but they didn't know where to build it. So, uh, in the middle of summer, it just snowed on this hill, not far from... The train station. And What's it wasn't, the name of that hill? It wasn't the train station at the time. But Esquiline? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's one of the, the no, hills, is it? No, not the hills, no. So now that's the church Maria Maggiore in Maria Rome. Maria Maggiore, nice. Mary of the Snows Yep, is another name for it. But we don't really know if that was like just a legend or how that worked or whatever. You know, it's funny about Our Lady of the Snows is I was um, attempting the Matterhorn, you know, two years ago. And I was like, this is amazing. 
it is. I'm gonna climb the. I'm cli- I'm climbing up to the hut that is the, amazing, on the feast yeah. on the feast of Our Lady of Snows. Oh, was it? And it was the local village's feast. And I was like, this is just the stars are aligning. This is so beautiful. That is perfect. Then it snows a foot and a half, and two British climbers froze to death that night on the climb. And, and I was you, like, you never got mm, to climb it. Eighteen inches of snow plus three inches of air glass on top of rock. I don't think that's gonna happen. So I was like, I don't know if I have a devotion to Our Lady of the Snows anymore. I'm still Our Lady. Oh, yeah. Well, she'll. She'll bring you back around. You'll get back to the Matterhorn, and she'll take we'll you up. We'll see. Um, not far from here, another Roman church. Uh, there's San, and- San Andrea delle Frate. Mm-hmm. You know about that one? There's this guy, Res- you remember this guy, Ratisbon? Oh, yeah, right over here. Yeah, so this guy, Ratisbon, is a lawyer from Paris, a Jewish lawyer from Paris. He's engaged to be married, but she's too young, so he goes on vacation to like wait out the time. And he happens, he's in Rome just having fun or whatever. He goes into this church. Uh, Mary appears to him, talks to him, and uh, he just like kind of messed up his life. So he, he becomes Catholic. He goes back to Paris, tells this girl, hey, you know, I became Catholic. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Let's get married. And she says, no, I don't want to marry you no more. So he's out, and uh, he's wondering what to do now, and he decides he should be a priest. So he becomes a Jesuit priest. Huh. Uh, not long after, his brother becomes a Catholic and then becomes a priest, and they go to Jerusalem, to Ein Kerem. Have you uh, been to yeah, Ein Kerem? Yeah, I have. And they build a monastery and an orphanage there. Wow. And they just try to uh, yeah, be a Christian presence in the, in the Holy Land. So That's crazy. I mean, wouldn't that right be... Right down. I mean, this is literally five be, minutes from our... Yeah, wouldn't that be wild just to walk in and... Jeez. Especially if you don't know anything about that, like if you're coming from this... Yeah, you're just... Non, he's not Catholic, you know? He didn't know what this... Amazing. I um, I think that's the same church where Maximilian Colby said his first Mass, right? Mm-hmm. That's where they got the altar all Yeah, exactly. Out. It's actually yeah. a nice little spot to pray. It's great, yeah. A nice little church to find. It's not like the most spectacular looking church or mm. something like on a map that will guide you there. But if you know this story, it's a really special place. So, um, for future pilgrims, but that altar is Colby or Radisbone. I think it's both. Okay. And I think Colby was there because it was a known altar. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And he, yeah, had a devotion to our lady that he was gotcha. offering his first mass. Okay. So, um, the f- how about the first ever Marian apparition? Uh, Pilar. Pilar in Zaragoza. Zaragoza. So I don't. I'm, I may have mentioned this in the podcast earlier, but anyway, for those who I don't know if we've talked about it, no, don't remember. Uh, Saint James the Apostle is doing missionary work in Spain, finds it difficult sometimes, and he's sitting by the river, kind of pouting, and Mary appears to him on a pillar. And this is in 40 AD, so it's like, she's still alive, you know, or she's still around here. Huh. She hasn't assumed into heaven yet. This, you know, they, they were presumably friends or like they knew each other. So it was probably kind of weird just having Mary show is. up on yeah. some pillar. You're like, what are you doing up there? What are you there? doing up there? <laughs> like, is that why I don't know some if the Hispanic pillar... women have the name Pilar? Yeah, it's a very... Yeah, it's a very like popular name and uh, devotion in Spain. Yeah, because it's that like original uh, Marian devotion. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Pilar. Pilar. Um, and actually, there's like, so we don't know. I mean, in the declaration of the authenticity of this 
apparition, they said, according to ancient and pious tradition, this is what we know it of the story, right? Mm. Um, there are images in uh, Roman gravestones in Saragossa, in, in, the, in the area, that um, images of the Assumption. Like, so there was devotion there for a very long time, but we don't actually know when those were like sketched in and inscribed into those gravestones. So mm. just know that it's very, very old, a place of Marian devotion. Mm. Pilar. Pilar. Have you been to Saragossa? I have not. No. Our friend Juan was. Yeah, Juan was from Saragossa. From Saragossa I Who think. else had, was just raving about it? Yeah, somebody said. Father nice. Horn, Mark Horn. Somebody, yeah. Yeah. No, I would, I'd actually like to go. Um, for this devotion, you know, make yeah. a pilgrimage to that shrine. Nice. Um, you got any other ideas? There's a few, there's a few, a few more here. Um, ooh, I was thinking about our conversation about Magigoria, honestly. Well, and I think we I can, think we got to put that one on. Uh, well, wait, what do you want to say? I just wanted to say with the commission results, but if we need to wait, we can wait and actually well, no, do it, you can do it say properly. It. I don't mind. Well, I don't want to get it wrong because I though. think it's like the only. It's the only one where things are happening now right. We're that not gonna, people are really yeah. intrigued by. Because you hear these stories and you say, I want to see something like that or I want to be close to that or whatever. I'm not interested in like giving my opinions on anything because they're usually totally janky. But just that commission that Brian brought up in May. Let me see if I can find it. Keep talking. Give me another okay. one. Okay. So here's another one. So there's a knock in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Our lady uh, appears to... Um, uh, it was like a village that's just gone through some hard times, and uh, they were being uh, having their land taken away from them, and they were hitting some poverty. And she just she appears along with uh, Saint Joseph, Saint John the Evangelist, angels, and Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God. And they don't do anything; they don't say anything. They just are there, stand there. And all these different villagers saw it, and it was like two hours while it was raining. They're out there just like praying their Rosaries checking mm-hmm. this thing out. They didn't really know what to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now it's a big pilgrim shrine, and there's been a lot of like miracles and healings and stuff from there. They say the Irish didn't let her get a word in. Oh, you I ever like heard that. that? No, I haven't heard that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Somebody, an Irishman, told me that. So that's knock. Um, Aparecida is the, the big Marian devotion. Despacito. In, Did you say Despacito? In Brazil. Aparecida, <laughs> it sounds very similar. <laughs> I think this one is a little holier than. Yes. The uh, that's still playing around here. Is it? Still? I mean, I'm still oh here at it playing. It's killing me. Oh man! Uh, I, I mean, it was. I I thought it was fun and catchy like anybody else. But how long are we going to do no, this? No, I know, I know. I thought these things, you know, two months or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so Aparecida, the the fisherman in Brazil, found this black Madonna, fished her out of the river, huh. and then she started doing miracles, and people. She became very popular. Aparecida. And now she's the queen of Brazil. Nice. Um, this this one I like. This one in Pont-Main, France, um, in 1871, Mary appears to these two farm boys, and their dad, who's with them working in the field, he, he can't see her, but the two boys can. It's this woman wearing a blue dress in the sky, and she's just kind of above their heads. So then they're like, well, we should pray. They start praying. They start calling over neighbors, and... Uh, the adults, none of the adults can see this lady, but they'll bring the kids over and they'll say, what do you see? And they'll describe exactly the same thing that the other kids are seeing. Mm. So they, uh, here's another part of this one I like. They were singing Marian hymns. 
they didn't know really what to do. What do you do in that situation? So they're singing Marian hymns, and uh, our lady sang along with them. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love That's that one. Funny. That's funny. That's funny. You know, only the kids can see. All the kids in the village. These are interesting because you, like, you should just three, think of three like... Three hours and then it was over. And then, then and it. there's no like shrine, I don't think. That yeah. one's just a story. Just you know? sing. Yeah, this is, this is cool because you, you just think of like Lourdes, Fatima, the big ones, Guadalupe, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting to hear these little Yeah, it's happening all guys. over. Another one is um, Kibejo. You remember Kibejo? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kibejo. Kibejo is in Rwanda. Megan Lyons has to take my mom to Kibejo at some point. She yeah. promised her. It's a beautiful devotion and a You've beautiful been there. statue. You've been there, yeah. I have. Yeah, Megan took me over there. We went. We rode on these scooters, these these moto taxis out yeah. into the jungle. Oh, man. It was really fun. It was very adventurous, I remember. Um, yeah, and then we said some prayers out there. There wasn't really much happening. What was the Kibejo? So, yeah, the Kibejo, that was during there the... were some nuns that lived out there. And Mary started appearing to them, and um, it was actually regularly for three years, between 80 and 83. Hmm. Um, She's just appearing to them regularly, telling them, you need to pray um, to uh, because there's a terrible war coming. You know, pray for peace, pray for the people, pray for protection, because there's a terrible war coming. And she showed them visions of things that hmm. were really terrifying. And uh, sure enough... In '94, well, most people think it's it, it was it's related to the Rwanda genocide hmm. in '94. Uh, um, so this would have been about ten years earlier. That there was a lot of like vigils going, all these people praying for peace and for protection and everything. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure like the the numbers of how many of those people are Catholic, but. Um, or like what percentage of the population? Because that was an awful mm-hmm. oh, yeah. genocide. Yeah. That that whole thing is just a yeah. terrible, terrible story. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that these neighbors are going after each other. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, Our Lady was there to try to bring some peace and some comfort in a very you know terrible situation. Okay, so if you're uh, if if, a, if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, okay, do I have to believe all this stuff? How does private revelation work? What would you? say on that one well you have to we believe in things visible and invisible okay so you do have to believe in invisible things what exactly that is or how it works um is of course a mystery so the church doesn't really say this is happening here this is happening not um sometimes god can um, give people mystical experiences of God's voice, seeing Jesus, um, seeing the saints, or give uh, people, you know, the saints can appear and you have these apparitions and things happening, miracles and all these. So, yeah, th- there's pu- private revelation and public revelation, or um, just like the church's magisterium. So, Jesus is the fullness of, of revelation, and then you have um, the the Holy Spirit inspiring the the church to understand Jesus and um, to understand more, f- articulate our understanding more fully throughout time. You don't have anything new, secrets or something, um, that would change the doctrine of the church. Mm-hmm. You know, the content of Revelation is stable; it's right. already been given. And then you have these other things that come along, but they could be helpful. at various times. So sometimes in these cases that we've been talking about, Mary will come and say, you need to pray this way or pray for this thing 
or this this is happening in the world and um, you should pray for an end. You know, Fatima was pray for an end to communism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, um, sometimes, you know, it's it, it becomes difficult to know, like, well, are these messages for everybody or is it just for a visionary? So, like, Sister Faustina Kowalska had visions of Jesus for a long time and she wrote them all in a diary. And a lot of Catholics love to read that stuff and it's very edifying for a lot of Catholics. But it's also not like doctrine. You can't mm-hmm. take those kinds of things and then, um, I don't know, have to... It, it's not anything that everybody has to believe. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about private revelation, there are uh, certain... Uh, it's real, it's like true, but it's kind of really meant for the visionaries mm-hmm. or meant for their specific situation and not for the whole church. Is that right? You got that it. How we yeah, talk absolutely. About? Yeah, well done. Put you on the quiz show there real quick. Dogmatic theology quiz show. Yeah, so basically the, the, the thing I wanted to stress was just what you did is that revelation is not this kind of continuous thing that's still happening historically, um, which is like a Mormon understanding of how this works. It's like revelation was Christ. It was the full deposit happened. The canon was closed. The church was left to preserve that and to... Uh, transmit that through history. So when we talk about revelation in terms of these little revelations, they're not the revelation, which is, like you're saying, Jesus is the revelation of the Father, and uh, in the Spirit we experience that. But grace is real, and Mary, going back to the mother of the church thing, she is still, in a very particular way, kind of mothering the church and and helping us through history. And so it's kind of like unpacking the revelation in these little historical settings and kind of these little maternal moments to help kind of guide us. Um, and I think if you, if you really have a strong understanding of the maternity of Mary of the church, then it makes sense that these things would happen in the church acknowledges that some, some of them and some of them not, but others, uh, yeah. And we wouldn't say that. I think occasionally these things will influence the, it, it doesn't happen very often, but Occasionally, there will be some something. So, for example, they had they had proclaimed the doctrine of immaculate conception, mm-hmm. and then Our Lady appearing to this girl Bernadette in France says, "I am the immaculate conception." And this little girl didn't really know what that is, mm-hmm. but she just knew that that was the name of this lady. That's mm-hmm. what she was calling herself. Yeah. So, in some way, that kind of confirms that doctrine in a very powerful way for a lot of people. Yeah. Even though, I mean, it. It's not necessary, right? But it's just kind of interesting that she yeah. kind of chime in. Other times she just stands there, right? Sing songs, or sings something. a song. That's funny. The song singing. That's good. Well, you want to hear about Magigoria? Sure. I want to do that Wayne's World thing. <laughs> Backtrack. Um, so this is the Ruini report. Uh, backstory is that um, Benedict the Sixteenth, back in maybe I don't know, back. When he was Pope, we'll just leave it at that, um, set up a commission uh, under Cardinal Ruini to uh, investigate the uh, apparitions of Mary in Magigoria, which is in uh, Bosnia, Herzegovina. Um, and uh, the report came back, and this was, again, um, a collection of theologians and bishops who had studied the um, apparitions that began in 1981, uh, July 4th, 1981, and supposedly continue to this day. This is, I'm reading the article here from Catholic News Agency. And um, 
what their recommendation to the Pope was, was that they believe that the first seven apparitions, um, let me get this right here, because uh, I just lost the section here, were le- between ni- uh, June 24th and July 3rd of 1981. Uh, they believe that they were supernatural in character, but then afterwards they have strong doubts whether the um, the the report says expresses doubts uh, in terms of the following, that which followed. The ongoing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So this was presented to the Holy Father in May. He has not said anything on this. Yeah, so it's and so still, it's not really like... Right. It's just a report that he's he should still declare something. Right. It's for, just, well, for the good of the people to know whether or not we should go... Right. On pilgrimage there, or right. get excited about it. Or now the pilgrimage ban has been lifted, is what Brian was, Fisher was telling us that. Yeah, yeah. So there had been this for a thing. while. They said there know. was there's in Medjugorje there's um, a local bishop who doesn't like the whole um, phenomena, this apparition stuff, and thinks it's kind of too spectacular. And then there's local uh, Franciscans, a religious order of Franciscans, who have been there a long time and are kind of hosting the pilgrims and the, the, sh- the shrine, they kind of run the, the place. Um, but they're kind of at odds with each other, and they disagree about whether or not this is real, if it's good, all these things. Um, and so th- at one point, the Vatican just said, well, don't go on, don't lead pilgrimages there. Go to other pil- pilgrim shrines, like Lourdes or Fatima, other Marian places or whatever. But they had asked, and so I think most, you know, most Catholics are aware of that. And um, they I think you were, I mean, you're always free to do private pilgrimage. Right. It was right. just it's like... It's just the formal, yeah. yeah. organizing from the from the clerical side or whatever. Yeah. So I think that the uh, the bottom line is that this is a this is a very unique situation because of the ongoing... Right. The, the, the regularity of it. Um, there's also some complications with the, the kind of the politics and around it. Then there's also just major fruits that have come from it as well. Yeah, we know a lot there's of people who have lots had of people who have had major, profound major conversions and through confession, the Eucharist. There, um, so I think we leave it at that. I don't, I don't really have much of an opinion more than that, um, but it's just interesting to see that because the, usually the church just waits until these things have finished and then they they make a, an assessment on it. Yeah, but because it's ongoing, it it's kind of one of these on, things. Yeah. So, and this one has Francis a, is pretty chilly on it, though. I'm not going to lie. It, I I don't know if you read his remarks. I, oh, I think no. he did this on an airplane. Uh, sometimes I just want to be like, "Holy Father, have a gin and tonic and just relax on these planes." So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. So we'll we'll see. You know. Well, but, there's. I mean, it is complicated. So there there are revelation. You know, these old apparitions that were happening, right. like you see, and that that really started it the the place as a, a location of something credible going on. Right. And then um, there's yeah ongoing revelations at regular times of day and week and all these things, and then a, a whole number of people who are seeing this stuff. Right. So it's not just you know a couple of people you got to verify. Right. It's like well some of them could be real, some of them could be false. It's I mean yeah it's real tricky stuff sorting that out, and I think that's that's interesting Catholic stuff. I mean it can be a little bit. Um, I don't know. I mean, that can mess with your... I think it can mess with your faith or it could really help your faith, um, some of these things. Mm-hmm. Like, for some people, it would be 
like this was proof. I had this experience. Right. I know that the, that the supernatural is real. Um, other people are like, well, I'm so confused by whether or not right. this stuff is actually happening or who, you know. One of the interesting things that the report said was that the um, they believe that regardless of what happened, the after December of 1982, the the visionaries were not given adequate spiritual support by the church. Oh. So that's an interesting thing to think about. Like, it's not just like, nope, they're all crazy, you know, um, and that this is all made up. But it's like, if the church doesn't receive these things adequately, like what would have happened in Lourdes, for example, if, you know, yeah. if it wouldn't have been received or cared for? And not to say that this is comparable, but just... Just to take take it off, like it's all all or nothing with these six seven people, you know. But yeah, it was in kind of an interesting. Well, you need discernment and you need right. guidance. And well, if anybody out there starts seeing visions, <laughs> make sure you talk to somebody. Right. And it's yeah, it's Call helpful. Father Nathan Goble. His cell phone number is here. Number it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think this stuff is really fascinating because it is it is happening. But I think you know God. God is, um, I, one thing I love about the whole thing is it's usually very simple people mm-hmm. who have uh, been given gifts of, yeah. of visions and, and things like that. And, um, and also, it's just like situations that where you just see like history needs God or mm-hmm. the people need like the comfort of uh, the presence of, of somebody. Now, we all feel like that most of the time. And then people can say, well, why don't I get a right. whatever, you know, um, comforting vision? But um, these things are mysterious. We don't know exactly how they work or why or when. Or you, you can't, it's just only more evidence that you can't really tell God when, when or how to, to do anything, really. So, Amen. Yeah. What are you calling this one? You have to think, yeah. Uh, you got to think on that one. Aparecito. Aparecito. No, I don't know. I don't know yet. I have to, yeah, I'll have to think of a title. Good. Well, I know you have that long list of shout-outs you've been saving. Oh, for. yeah. So everybody, know that we're going to be praying for our podcast listeners yes. at Lourdes At Lourdes, well. we will I'll, be, yeah. I'll say a prayer and light Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can pray for us over there, too. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Uh, you probably won't hear this by yeah, the time good, good uh, we're back. Yeah. Um, Teresa Mount from Australia. Hey, Teresa. So Matthew Baldwin... One of my, he's one of my, I just personal favorites here. Yeah, he is absolutely hilarious. Father he's Matthew, so Baldwin. witty, so witty. Um, like Goebel, like he's like a Goebel level. Yeah, like he is. He's just uh, imagine Macaulay Culkin growing up and not being crazy looking. It's Matthew Baldwin. If he was like, you know, don't you think he kind of looks like like an he's old, a Macaulay Culkin? Like I think he could be. You know, well, I don't understand the crazy looking comment. Have you ever seen Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Not since Home Alone. Google him. Sometime. Maybe he got his act together, but a couple of years ago he was looking looking pretty a gnarly. Scraggly. A little scraggly. So anyways, Father Matthew Baldwin, who doesn't listen, but Teresa Mount sent a <laughs> high five from Australia to the Catholic stuff guy, so we want to give her a shout out for that. Yeah. I, I don't I, know. I didn't I don't have my shout out list here. So hey. <laughs> I I did want to say though, because I noticed this about um some of our communications. We get a lot of prayer requests and some really beautiful things right. and really tragic things right. and um, I just want everybody to know that we do pray for those right. and that we really care about you and um, we're happy and sad with you all. Um, thank you for sharing those things with us. Uh, we don't really 
bring up names on them. No, no, no. About these kind of these are th- you know these kind of private details or whatever or, or prayer requests. So, uh, but I I do want to just mention that that we see that stuff and we really care about. And it. one of the things, yeah, I mean, especially over here, we don't have mass intentions, so we do offer you know uh, for yeah. these things. We we really. I mean, do pray I say that because things, yeah. there there have been some where I've been. I mean, that's really been on my heart for right. a week at a time. Just right. like these people yeah. are suffering and care about them. So thank you. Thank you for uh, writing in. Thank you for those of you who asked for prayer requests. And uh, it's a real honor for us to do that. So anyways, uh, just to, to uh, promote the uh, Instagram uh, site again, it's looking good. It's oh, yeah, underway. That's right. So follow okay. Catholic Stuff Podcast uh, on Instagram, as always, on Facebook, and uh, for any emails, Podcast at gmail.com. Do you want God to close us you. out with a very boring and standard exit? Oh, I don't even know what to... I don't know how to exit. I just had this vision of like, you remember WWF where they come in, you know, like in the smoke and stuff like, but I don't know how they exit. I can't even remember that. I assume it's something like that.